I actually like it when I have friends who already fucked the guy that I'm interested in. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I wild. Know. That no is- one else likes it except me. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind if one of my friends will test drive a guy before I decide to date them <laughs> just so then I know what I'm dealing with. Benson, welcome to another episode of Too Tired to Be Crazy on every Thursday with me. So today my guest, his name is Kevin. I'm so scared to say your last name because I feel like I never pronounce it right. People get mad at me. It's not that hard of a last name. Clancy. 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 And, and. So close. So close. We got it. It's all good. Okay. So you're from Barstool Sports. Before that, apparently you have a degree in accounting. So mm. hello, fellow accountants. I know. I didn't know that. The podcast one guys just filled me in on that. I worked at an accounting firm. I didn't have an accounting degree, probably why I wasn't any fucking good at it. Yeah. Out of school, I was doing like some finance stuff and I got my MBA and I was miserable and bad at it. And then I kind of fell into the blogging thing and now I'm here. Well, I also didn't finish my CPA. So I have a degree in accounting, but like I took two CPA exams and then I became daddy issues. So then I didn't finish the last two. Jeez, like see you fucking later. There is no way. If I even had a smidge of the success you had on Instagram, like no chance I would finish up that CPA. No, it's funny because I remember the last thing the partner, like he was like my mentor at the company. He told me the last thing he said was, don't do it. Do not leave. You're making a mistake. You're (laughs) you're making one of the biggest mistakes. And literally that year I made three times more of my salary. And the following year I made more than him. Yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I guess if you, if you don't know the internet, you're from like the old school where it's like, just get a steady paycheck. This is a good gig. But I mean, you exploded on Instagram. There's no way you're going to be an accountant over that. I never like exploded like that. But as soon as I, as soon as I knew that I could make like close to the same money I was making as an accountant, I was gone. I took a pay cut to go back to Barstool, but I was like, it's close enough and I'll be doing what I like. So Well, no, I mean, you have a few popular podcasts. I got a thousand. I got KFC Radio. Yeah. That's the main one. I've got Mail Time that I do with my brother. I've got a Mets podcast where we talk baseball. I do a serious show every day. I do Instagram shows. Yeah, I love your Instagram show. It's the it's the one minute man. Yeah, thank you. That's that's pretty new. Uh, we started that like a couple years ago when Facebook was still like big, and we were putting them on Facebook. Then they changed their algorithm, and I got busy with other shit, and I stopped. And then we kind of revived it during quarantine when Instagram started looking for more original content, and they've been blowing up ever since. So something that I've been doing for a few years, but really leaning into in the past like six months. Was your One Minute Man title inspired by your sex life? Oh, yeah. Big time. Listen, I'm on this trip right now. I think that long-lasting sex is for the birds. I'm over it. I'm over it. When it's taking too long, I'm like, I like, can I just come, please? Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want it to be one minute. Obviously, you got to get the job done. But then once everyone's satisfied, I'm like, come on, let's get back to TV. You know, I got to eat dinner. I got shit to do. What's better, morning sex or night sex? I think night sex is actually better sex. Like morning sex for me is like, we're going to like spoon and I'm just going to like put it in and you know, whatever. Like, do you expect to come during morning sex as a chick? I mean, these days I feel like I never expect to come anymore. I'm very yeah. low expectations with men when it comes to sex. Do you know what I mean though? Like night sex, like I'm going to put in work. We're doing foreplay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch and rub and do everything I need to do. Morning sex is like, this is just something fun to do before we start our day. That's how I think of it. Maybe I shouldn't think of it that way. <laughs> no, I guess you're right. I feel like also morning sex, I think maybe guys like it more for me personally. I prefer night sex, but I do know a lot of guys who like the morning sex. And yeah, for that, like, I guess maybe I wouldn't expect to come and it's more like just a yeah. quick Yeah, maybe I'm also, I'm 36 now. Maybe when I was a younger man, I'm up and at him and ready to fuck. But in the morning, I'm like, I'm tired, man. Yeah, but not too tired to fuck. (laughs) No, never. I mean, come on. Too tired to make her come. Right, right. Too, not too, like, I'm too tired to, like, really put in some work. I'm not tired enough to just, like, roll over and fool around. I've noticed you have a lot of opinions about celebrities getting political. So, what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. about that? I I mean, I'm sick of it, really. Like, I think there's very, very few people in the world, in the world, that are, like, informed enough and educated enough and know what the fuck they're talking about to the point that they should be speaking on politics and, like, serious issues, myself included. Like, I I don't think I'm anybody who should be talking. And so then when I see, like, celebrities, actors, 
TikTokers, like children and people who don't have life experience, people who don't have the education, people who are not like up to date on the, on the info. I'm like, listen, I don't need to hear it from you. And I certainly don't need you to tell me what to do. If you want to make a video and put out your opinion, like so be it. I do that all the time. But telling me like who to vote for or what to do or how to feel on issues, like get the fuck out of here. Is there one celebrity that you would listen to? Yeah, I mean, there are. Uh, I'm trying to think like who comes to mind. There are people who I value their opinion. There's a comic, Tim Dillon, who is from New York, who I listen to, who I know is very informed. But I would never be like, tell me what to think and then I'll do it. You know, I still yeah. would always kind of come up with my own opinions. I really do. As I'm getting older, I do really kind of believe that the older you get, you kind of are wiser and you kind of do, maybe you're not smarter, but you've just seen more shit and gone through more stuff. You know, I think it's very easy to be like idealistic and progressive and, and all that shit when you're younger until like, you know, you start making some money or having some bills to pay and a family and yada, yada, yada. So uh, there's a short list of people I would like listen to, but nobody that I would just let make my opinion for me. I'll tell you what actually does bother me. It's one thing because a lot of people think that supposedly celebrities should get involved, especially right now, blah, 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 whatever. I understand that point of view. But the one thing that bothers me the most that I even spoke out about is the fact that people are very unaware that influencers or celebrities have been approached to get paid to, mm. to vote for a specific campaign. And people don't even realize not only is it unethical, it's also illegal. So right, that's, right. The, that's the only thing that pissed me off recently. Cause I was like, excuse me, you're not just saying vote. You're telling people to vote for a specific candidate. Then you better write in your caption that this is a paid sponsorship mm. because I know for a fact it's paid. Why? Cause I've been approached by, by the mm. same party as well to promote. And I said, how no. much, how much money did you get offered? Honestly, when it comes to political stuff, like including when that one billionaire was running, was trying to run for office or whatever, he hired like Fuck Jerry posted for him and mm. like other places like they were trying to, to offer like minimum like 20K per post. Like they offer pretty good money when it comes yeah. to you promoting a specific campaign. I just want to put this out there. I am for sale. I'll be like, hey, vote for Biden. The next step, like vote for Trump. Just fucking pay me the money. I don't care. Let's go. Cool. I would never pretend that it wasn't being paid. Like you said, I would oh. put it there and like hashtag ad. But uh, but yeah, like let's make that money, honey. Like what are your thoughts of when Tana Mongo, when she posted that she was going to send people like a picture of her nudes or like a picture of a butthole or something, if people took a picture, which again, illegal, illegal took a yeah. picture of their ballot that they're going to owe or something, they're voting for, that they voted for Biden. She thought she was so cool for that. And then she wrote that, oh, well, 10,000 people um, already signed up or voted for Biden. And now the FBI is after her. I know it's madness. Like it's madness when you think of that, that she was just like, Ooh, I'm so hot. I'm like influencing shit. It's like, well now, now you got the feds on your case. Just stay out of it. And I get it. I know people say like, well, you have a platform and you should use it for what's good. It's like, who says who says that? You know, are you here to entertain? Are you here to make people laugh? Are you here for sex? Use your platform for what you use your platform for. You don't have to do anything, you know? I 100% agree with it. Like, I'm Jewish and I posted about anti-Semitism on just one podcast. And then I posted two videos about it from the, the whole, my whole, like, podcast Instagram. And even with that, people already got annoyed. They were like, oh, my God, again about this Jewish stuff. And I was like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know, I know. I, but I understand, though. It bothers me. No. Yeah. I mean, I got pulled in. I tried to stay out of it. But when, when it got to, like, a fever pitch, where it was like, you can't even be joking around about anything else. Like back in May, I think it was, when George Floyd was really like taking over the news, you know, I put out what I thought was like a pretty middle of the road take. Like, I don't think we should, police should be killing people, but also we shouldn't be like rioting. And it was like, everybody hated me from every which angle. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not smart enough. I'm not informed enough. Everybody hates when I do it. I'm not going to do it. And people were telling me, you know, you have an obligation. I was like, fuck off. No, I don't. I have an obligation to nobody but like myself and my family and the bills I got to pay. That's it. Let's talk about Barstool. Mm -hmm. What is the culture like in Barstool? At this point, it's like a full-blown media company, which is wild. I mean, uh, we started out just a handful of us, Dave Portnoy, you know, from like pizza reviews and everything else now. He started like 20 years ago. I've been in it for about 11. And now, I mean, it's like several hundred people, a couple hundred on the business side, a couple hundred making content. It was originally kind of just like a men's lifestyle brand, like started out with sports, but then it just kind of morphed into like pop culture and humor, girls, viral videos, all that shit. And now we've got, you know, everything from like podcasts about like the military and the government down to, you know, celebrity gossip. We got, you know, guys talking sex, girls talking sex, sports, culture, everything in between, ranging from ages of like 18 to like, we got like a couple guys who are in their 50s. So 
I mean, we cover basically all of life at this point and our fan base is the same thing. We range from like, you know, kids all the way up to uh, old men at this point. So like a full blown media lifestyle, I guess. Is it like a very bro environment? No, you know, what's funny. That's like our reputation. Our stereotype is like frat boys. And like, I don't think any of us were in frats. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, and anybody who was, was just like in it, but weren't like, you know, hazing people and doing crazy shit. When you think about it, we're all like internet nerds. We're all out here, like worried about our followers and our engagement and like our visibility. We're streaming on Twitch and video games and all that kind of shit. So if anything, I think we're all kind of nerdy. But I guess, you know, stereotypically speaking, you would call us like bros. Yeah, I I guess. Okay, stop what you're doing right there and get excited because I just signed a full year contract with Triller app with my podcast starting this week. Every single Wednesday, you will be getting an exclusive 30 minute podcast episode with me before it actually airs. You also get to interact with me live and ask me a bunch of dating questions, a bunch of relationship questions, whatever you want. And I'll also be doing a bunch of giveaways on it constantly. And it'll be every single week on Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Los Angeles time. I'm so excited. So please support me. I did it yesterday and I had a blast with whoever joined me. So download Triller right now and add me at Violet Benson. And I will see you every single Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. You will get to see either the episode before it comes out, a day before, and you also get to interact with me and ask me all the questions you've ever wanted. It's like one-on-one with me for free. So do it because I love you and you love me. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yay. Okay, so this is really fascinating. I didn't know this was a thing, but apparently KFC has the 27 theory. So KFC, it says that KFC believes that every person goes through the existential crisis of 27 when they realize they need to get their shit together, which I think is really interesting. I thought it's like 25 and then 30, but you think it's 27. So like, what advice do you have for people before they're 27 then? Advice is tough. Cause I, I mean, I'm now, I think I'm going through another one. I'm almost 36 or so 35 now it's happening again. So maybe it's just kind of like a seven year cycle or something up until through college, you basically all, all do the same thing. You're all in the same place. And then you get out of college and some people are rock stars and go on to like make a zillion dollars. And some people don't have jobs and some people are kind of lost in the middle And it's the first time you don't have like an end in sight. Like when you go to high school in four years, you graduate, you go to college. I got to get through four years. I graduate. Then when you're 22, 23, it's just open. You know what I mean? It's just like, you do this forever. And when you hit around like 26, 27, that's like another four years that have gone by where ordinarily you would have another chapter beginning, but there's no new chapter. It's just like whatever you've been up to. And when I was 27, I reached a point where I was like, I was single. I didn't find anybody. My job at that point, I was like still doing accounting, but I was an accountant. Nobody knew I was blogging for Barstool and I was blogging for Barstool, but none of the readers knew that I was an accountant. So I was like doubling, I was like juggling this double life, but I, you know, I wasn't happy at, at my accounting job and I didn't think Barstool was ever going to be this big. And I just like, didn't, I had no hobbies. I just went out, I drank, I went to restaurants, I tried to fuck people and I just, do it over and over and over again, you know? And I was like, is this, is this just how it goes? I was just basically like, what do you do? And people were like, oh, you get a hobby. You like, you paint or you like pick up an instrument. And I was like, I don't want to do that shit, you know? So I never really figured it out. I just kind of kept, I just kind of kept on going. I eventually did find somebody, got married, had some kids. The marriage didn't work out. I just kept doing that. Barstool like did blow up. So like, at least for me, my career kind of like came into focus. But I think you got to just like keep your head down and keep doing it. And I think what was, what was comforting for me was I wrote a blog about it where I was like, I'm having a mental breakdown. And so many people were like, me too. I'm 26, I'm 27, I'm 28. So I was like, all right, this is normal. So I just got to ride this out. And it wasn't like I wasn't having fun. You know, I was still like partying and shit. I wasn't like truly depressed. I didn't have like mental health issues. I was just like, what the fuck do I do? So I think knowing that everyone else goes through it too, allowed me to just keep on like drifting through life, trying to figure it out as we go. So at what age do men, you think then stop trying to just fuck around and to actually keep fucking the same woman over and over again? I love how you describe it as keep fucking the same woman over and over. I don't know if I can really even give the advice on that. I met my now ex-wife when I was like 20, probably like 28 or 29. So like shortly after that breakdown, I definitely just followed the path. 
I fell in love with her and we did work, but I was kind of like, okay, I met her when I'm 27. We date for a couple of years. Now I'm almost 30. It's time to get the ring. Then we'll get married. Why? When I'm 31, 32, we have kids. Cause that's just how you're supposed to do it. You know, like traditionally speaking for some people that works for some people, if you're from a small town or you have limited options or whatever, maybe that works for me. I think I wish that I realized that Barstool was turning into something bigger than I ever imagined. And I, and I wanted to like focus on that. I should have taken more time. I kind of just rushed into things based on what you're quote unquote supposed to do. You know, I, it I sounds think like you have to wait for a man to have a breakdown before he's ready for something serious. <laughs> but like look out for that. Wait yeah. for the guy to have a breakdown and then he's going to pop the question. You don't want to characterize it as okay. a breakdown, but you're not wrong. When you have that realization of like, I don't want to just keep partying. I don't want to just always have a new person in my bed. You are looking for something a little bit more. I don't know. I, I've learned that like the grass is always greener for me. Meaning like when I was single, I wanted somebody when I, when I was with somebody and had some of the restrictions of that lifestyle, I was like, oh my God, I wish I was just alone. I think when you find someone who's like, this is the grass, this is green, I'm good. That's, you know, that's when you're going to be truly happy. But I, I guess around 30 is when like it traditionally starts, whether or not it, that's right. But I think like late 20s, 30 is when you start to be like, all right, I've been doing this for like 10 years, like enough. You yeah. Know? I agree with you. I think around 30 these days is when men kind of have start to have their shit together a little more. And that's usually more when they're ready for something. I want to do like, quote unquote, rapid questions with you. It's like all the stuff that I want to know about men. And I'm going to hit you just with the totally unfiltered, just the real answer. No judgment. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is how it should be. Blah. you know, I'm just going to hit you with what myself and what I know a lot of guys probably agree with me, think and feel. Number one, is it important to have a whole phase in your life? Are you speaking for guys and girls? Just girls? Yeah, you know what? I don't even know why I asked that. For both people? Absolutely. I know for guys, at least for a lot of guys, I feel like you could fuck five girls and you'll want to fuck a sixth. And you could fuck 105 girls and you'll want to fuck 106. I think there is just some element of like, we always want more. But I think the more you can get out of it, the same way I said, you know, all right, for 10 years, I've been partying and running around. It's time to settle down. I think the more you do that and really do it and like think about it and be like, all right, I'm doing this on purpose so that I can like get it out. I think you should almost like intentionally go be a hoe. Yes, I agree. I do think that. You got to give me your answer. Do you? A hundred percent. Men and women actually find it more attractive for me personally, but I'm kind of weird than some other girls with certain things. Like I find it more attractive when a guy has fucked like a hundred girls or more. Really? Because you're like, like a lot of chicks like him. Even if a guy has fucked over a hundred girls, he may still be bad in bed. I've learned that the hard way. Because mm-hmm. you may just be like in and out, in and out. So does that doesn't always mean good. But I just think it's more attractive because hopefully like he got out of his way. Like I actually prefer yeah. when a guy's had like threesomes and gangbangs and all that. I'm like, great, baby. Like get out of the way because you will never get I think thing. that's that's very mature of you because as much as I think you should have a hoe phase, I don't want to hear about it. You don't need to tell me. I don't want to know your number. Do guys lie about their number? Yeah, definitely. Up or down? I think it probably depends on who you're talking to. I think if you're talking to a girl you're trying to maybe impress or like put off a vibe, you might lie up. I think when you're younger and you're talking to other guys, you'll lie up. If you know you like a girl and she's like a little bit more conservative. And if you say that you fucked a hundred girls, you're going to be in trouble. Maybe you lie down. I think it's nuts to ask the question. I actually have this thing, which all my friends think it's so fucking weird about me. And I feel like now I sound like all the girls are like, I'm not like other girls. Like I'm so like different, Mm -hmm. but there's this one specific thing that for whatever reason, makes me laugh and turns me on is I actually like it when I have friends who already fucked a guy that I'm interested in. <laughs> That's crazy. That's I wild. know. That no is- one else likes it except me. I don't mind. Like, I don't mind if one of my friends will test drive a guy before I decide to date them <laughs> just so then I know what I'm dealing with. All right. But so what, I if, don't have like, to them naked. what if that guy is like, oh my God, your best friend is like the best I've ever had. No, I don't want him to ever say that to me. No, I'm not asking him. See, that's my problem is that, so I have one friend that we we both hooked up with the same girl and I always like bust his balls being like, you know, I heard you were terrible in bed and I'm better than you and all that. But I never actually found out. Like if that girl told me like, oh, he's so much better than you, I would have been like, fuck. So I don't think I even want to go down that road because eventually I'm going to want to know the answer. Okay, so I guess that's my next question. Does it actually bother men if women are homie hoppers? Yeah, I I think so. In the beginning, when I'm first talking to someone, if you're talking about sex, I will probably be turned on and I'll think it's hot if you're telling me like crazy shit you've done. 
And like you're sexting and you're, you know, we're talking about it and it's like, oh damn, this girl's a freak. But unfortunately then if we like progress past that and I like you now, I'm like, I wish I could like erase all that from my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm not going to hold it against you. I would never stop seeing a girl or anything crazy like that. But it is like, I want you to be like great in bed, a freak experienced without ever having been with other guys, which I know is impossible. Every exactly. guy's annoying dream. They want to fuck everyone else, but they want you to be like a good yeah. church going woman, but yeah. then like a freaking bed, but then like also a freak sometimes on the streets, but then keep your mouth shut and then like don't flirt with the men, but then also allow them to flirt with women. Yeah, what's so hard? What's so hard about that? I like like a girlfriend slut, like someone who's going to slut it up for you only. Right now, self-care and routine are more important than ever, even if you're just at home, because we both know that your cat is probably judging you. So whatever you're using to get ready for the day should make you feel amazing. Meet Billy, the best razor out there for those days when you just want that extra smooth shave. No pink tax, no visits to the drugstore, no breaking the bank. Right now, go to mybilly.com to get their starter kit for just $9. It's so affordable and includes their award-winning razor, two refill blades, and a cult favorite magnetic holder. I personally love to use Billy when I'm shaving my pussy. Cat, <laughs> got you guys there. But I love Billy because I don't get any razor burns. It's super cheap and I'm super smooth like a dolphin for in case that dick appointment ever comes my way. So go to mybilly.com to meet the razor that made everyone start talking about razors. They're an Allure Best of Beauty winner and a Nylons Beauty hit list for a reason. So... To express a little love for my show, go to mybelly.com slash too tired. It's a small way you can support us while getting the best razor you will ever own. It's just $9 to get your starter kit plus free shipping always. So go to mybelly.com slash too tired spelled B-I-L-L-I-E dot com slash too tired. Okay. What's the first thing about a woman that grabs your attention? Her ass. Okay. What about not physically? And by the way, physically, like you got to be pretty. But then you're asked. Not physically, I would say I like friendly girls. So like outgoing. I like smart girls too. So like if I guess the first thing that would jump out at me is like if if, I, if you introduce me to someone at a bar, I would be paying attention to like what she talks about or what she brings up or how she chimes in. Like if it's just empty and not like you have to bring up like politics and fucking the environment or something. Or you can like hang and like actually contribute to like the conversation and like you ask smart questions and you're actually intriguing and all that. So I guess like being interesting. What do you consider a red flag? Jealousy issues. Okay, even though you say you get jealous, it's a red flag if a girl gets jealous. I think that there's a healthy dose of jealousy, which comes across as like, you. oh, you like, yeah, you like me and you want me to yourself or like, again, I don't want to come across as like possessive at all. I'm not. I'm very much like, go do your own thing. But like, I like you, you know, and I want you to talk to me and I want attention from you. I want you to want attention from me. I think the minute that I'm starting to see like actual issues, checking up on where you're going and who you're with and social media shit, like who are you following and who are you liking? I don't like that. I've had some problems with that. What's your favorite red flag to ignore? Jealousy issues. Uh, <laughs> I do believe in so far in some of my experience, the hotter and the better in bed, the crazier, the crazy hot matrix has played out true for me a lot. That's, you know, a red flag that I am going to plow through every single time. <laughs> That's yeah. actually really funny. I mean, okay. it's silly, but it's kind of true. I think it's more about women think, and I'm trying to teach them now, that women think it's all about looks. And like, if you're really high, you can get away with anything, but it's really not, looks are subjective. So to one guy, you can be the hottest girl ever. To another guy, you may not. So Ooh. I think if anything, it's all about your confidence and how you carry yourself that makes you the sexiest and then in my opinion the more guy likes you the more you can get away with definitely that's really what it is so men think it's like the hotter she is it's actually because you like her so much you think she's so hot hotter than she is and then she can get away with anything Definitely. And I would say that like, as much as looks are subjective, like just being great in bed is kind of universal. If you can throw down. But that's also subjective to a lot of men. Like not every guy wants to get choked or like being up in bed or like if a girl spit on me, slap me in the face. Like, whoa. You're right. But a lot of them are going to be down with it. (laughs) Does it matter if a girl waits to have sex with you? Do you judge her on it? No. I think it's kind of annoying or like stupid. If you have a reason, okay, I'll like respect your wishes. I mean, I'll always respect your wishes, but like if you're just holding out to hold out because you have some arbitrary number in your head, I find that like annoying. Again, that's like a turn off. If you want something, 
and it's all good and everything else is fine. You're just like counting the dates and like Xing off days on a calendar. I'm kind of like, this is stupid. If there's like a real reason behind it or you need it to like really feel comfortable. But if you're truly just doing it because of like what movies tell you or what you've heard other people say, I think that's pretty stupid. I've had girls I've had sex with on the first night. I've had girls that have waited and I'm cool with all of it. And you still dated both of them. Dated is a funny word these days, but like I have continued to see both people. Yes. And it didn't lead to anything. So regardless, if they waited or they didn't wait, you still didn't put a ring on it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Just pretty pretty much. Yo, the whole put a ring on it thing is crazy, though, because if you think about it, 99.9% of relationships you get into are going to end. The thought is that one is supposed to last. Yeah. Just because something's going to end or I didn't put a ring on it doesn't mean that it was like a total waste of time. Yeah. Do you men play games? Hell Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Everybody plays games. Listen, playing games is life. That's life. You play games at work. You play games with guys and girls. You play games with friends. The whole world is a fucking game to be played. I think anybody who says that they're always being straight up or totally being honest is either lying or they're fucking kind of crazy. I think it's nuts, nuts to be totally honest about every single thing. That's crazy. So like, what are some games that men play? Is it just like pretending they like a girl less than they really do? I can only speak for myself. I don't intentionally play games, but I can absolutely see where it gets construed that way. Because I will 100% be really into a girl and I think I'm really into her and everything's good. And we're talking and it's more, it seems like it's going to be something. And then we hook up, we have sex, I hang out a little bit and like my feelings change. I really didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't expect it. I didn't want it to, but it just did. So what I've learned now, I'm getting old enough to like, know that's a personality trait of mine. So I like stop myself before I can even do that to someone. I think what playing a game is, is almost like if I just continually do that to people, knowing that like, I feel one way, but in a matter of time, I'm going to just like flip a switch. If I just keep going down that same road, I think that's like playing games. But I do really believe, honestly, I honestly believe this. And I know girls probably don't believe it, but I think that a lot of times we are into it and we want it. And then your feelings change. So when I asked if a woman should wait to have sex with a man or not, and you were like, oh no, blah, blah. You literally just confirmed that a woman should, until you have a connection with a man, you normally don't put out because if you put out, the feelings may change because you actually did not have the foundation that you originally thought you had. No, you're not wrong. But I think like if you put out on the first night, it might happen. You could put out on the fifth date. It might happen. It can always happen at any time. So let me flip this on you, honey. Why don't you fuck him right away? And then if he's not interested, then you didn't waste your time. And if he stays interested after fucking you, then proceed. First of all, I wouldn't fuck a guy right away because I don't think he deserves all of my body right away. Like, I don't fucking know him like that. That is your decision. I'm totally respectful of that. I'm just saying the whole, like, you might lose interest after can happen early. It can happen later. So if you have experience where waiting has worked more for you, you do that. But I think it's just silly when you're waiting for the sake of, like, you have to date three times. No, I'm not saying you have to wait three months before you fuck a guy. It doesn't matter when you fuck him. I'm saying you have to wait to kind of figure out first, do I even like him? Like, vet the guy. Is he even worthy for me to date him? And vice versa. Like, are we even a good match do we have good banter all that stuff before you sleep with them because for women after they sleep with a man you get so blurry in your head that's happened to me and suddenly you're just like yeah we should date like i want him to date me now so to me we could do that three months we're talking we like everything's good everything else is great and then we hook up and like i don't know the sex isn't that good or something just shifts afterwards and now we have this like three-month connection that is pretty good otherwise trust me when you have a foundation with a person the sex is so much better but of course i'm not saying like wait till marriage because then yeah what if you're not sexually compatible and then you're like are you fucking kidding me this sucks like a hundred percent so that's why i'm not saying like wait forever but wait a little bit to build that foundation to even see if you're compatible before you have sex once you have sex trust me 99 percent of the time the man is not going to lose interest with you right away and he's going to be like i don't know what happened because you already built a strong enough foundation i'm with that so i think the answer would probably be like it's probably not a bad idea to wait a little longer. You, Obviously, if you want to fuck just to yeah, fuck, like you, you think fuck. of it as one way. You think of it as like, you don't deserve this or like, it's a very special thing. Sometimes I think we put too much into it. It's just this weird thing that we do with body parts that we have decided is like so important. And if you're down to just like throw it around, go ahead. If you want to wait, go wait. But yeah, I do think you're right that like the average dude, something will shift in his head one way or the other. 
after you have sex and there's a chance that they might lose interest. So probably waiting is probably a better idea for the girls. Yeah. If you love to get drunk because therapy is too expensive, then you're going to love wine. And you need to know more about Bright Cellars because Bright Cellars is the wine subscription service that helps you find wines you love while making wine more accessible to everyone. Right now, get 50% off of your first six bottle order at brightcellars.com slash violet50. You can take their seven question quiz. It's super easy. I even did it. So you know you can do it. And then you can get your wine matches and receive 50% off of your first six bottle order. Yeah, you literally get six bottles. I know, blew my mind too. Bright Cellars is great if you want to learn more about wine. And each Bright Cellar box offers a unique wine experience that includes wine education cards, if you're into reading. These education cards talk about the region of each wine, tasting notes, serving temperatures, food pairing, and many other things. Again, for my listeners right now, I'm giving you 50% off of your first six bottle order from Bright Cellars by going to brightcellars.com slash violet50. That's Bright Cellars, C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com backslash violet50. You can take their seven question quiz to get your wine matches and receive 50% off of your first six bottle order. This is a great deal for anyone that loves to drink or can't afford therapy. So go ahead and try these amazing new wines from all over the world. By the way, I'm totally kidding about therapy. You should do both. So head to brightsellers.com slash violet50 for 50% off of your first Bright Cellar box. Drink away. Enjoy. Okay. So what are your thoughts on a girl making the first move? Meaning what? Asking you out, making a move in bed. What do you think? She doesn't even know yet. So she's not sucking your dick yet. I'm talking about making the first move. Like she asks you out or she like DMs you. Your thoughts on a girl showing that she's interested? Hell yeah, definitely. That's so backwards to think that it's gotta be. No, I love it too. I'm pretty old fashioned with like, I'll pay, but you want to slide in my DMs? I'm like, fuck yes. Do you know how hard that is? The burden is still like very much on a dude. It is so nerve wracking. I know I have it. I know a ton of guys have a crazy fear of rejection because it happens so often, so often where it's just like, hey, can we like talk at this bar or talk on this app? And they're like, no, you're not six feet tall or whatever it is, whatever reason they give you. And it's just like, oh, fuck. I think anytime that one less thing I have to worry about, I will say I'm not used to having to say no. So like if you slide in my DM and you're not my type or whatever it is, I get very uncomfortable ignoring it or leaving you on red or saying like, thanks, but no thanks. Oh, that gives me like so much anxiety. Because you know what it's like. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, what if I hurt her feelings? Like, oh, I hate that. I hate it. So um, do it if you're my type. And if you're not, please don't. I agree with you. It is hot when the girl makes the first move, but there's a difference between a girl making the first move and a woman chasing a man. What are your thoughts when a woman is chasing a man? I've said no, and she's still knocking on my door type thing. Or like she's pursuing you a lot. Like you're just like, you're not even sure if you're interested. You're kind of like, yeah, whatever. But she's always the one like, hey, what are you up to? Hey, when are we going out? Blah, blah. Is that is that attractive or is that less attractive? That's probably an area where I, I guess we play a little bit of games. I do think that can be a turnoff. It depends on like how much we're talking. Again, it's so annoying with dating for both men and women. It's like, be exactly like this, but not like this. But if you give a little bit of that, that's good. But too much of that, that's bad. So I get it that it's annoying. But like showing me that you're interested and attracted to me and want to see me, cool. The minute that I feel like, like I said, you're checking up on me or you want to know where I am or you're what I'm doing. I think that there's a fine line. I always think that in anything in life, like leave them wanting a little bit more, a little bit of mystery is a good thing. I would definitely not overdo it. Yeah. Because it's so easy to overdo it too now. With I can text you, I can like your photo, I can slot in your DM, I can do all of those things, and it looks like I'm trying to like access you in every way possible, and it can be overwhelming. I think, yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I am all about like woman making the first move because guys can be so oblivious. But then I believe that regardless how independent you are, you should let the man chase you a little bit, be a little yeah. mysterious. In any relationship or, or conversation when you're talking, there's always one person who does a little bit of the chasing and one person who's getting chased. Like you usually kind of fall into those into those roles. And I think the person who's getting chased is usually like has a little bit more power, you know? Wait, do men know when a woman has a crush on them or are they playing dumb because they do know or do they really just have no idea? I think that varies. Like I'm a pretty perceptive dude. I feel like with women, with work, with 
friends. I'm always like reading the room. And then my podcast partner, John, is like, I will miss every single signal you send my way. Girls will be like, oh my God, I liked you for years. I wanted to fuck you. And he'll be like, what? I had no idea. So I think that's kind of a case by case basis, like on, on how dopey the guy is. Okay. I'm so they're not playing dumb. They're just, they actually sometimes. I, I think there are definitely guys who are just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually a guy one time. And I was like, yeah, I actually used to like you years ago. And he was like, what? No way. And I was like, I literally had sex with you. Yeah. And he's like, I still didn't catch it. I didn't catch that. Like, we're just friends. <laughs> I just thought you were like being nice because we're good friends. That's a bit much. That's pretty extreme. Is it true that if a man is really interested in a woman, he'll do whatever it takes to pursue her? And if he's really not into her, then he'll just leave her confused. Yeah, I think if you're really into a girl, it's pretty rare that you won't either like chase it till you've got it or chase it until you've exhausted every option. And it's like, get away from me. Like, you know what I mean? Like eventually you have to make it blunt. Like, yo, I'm not interested. I would hope if you really like something or somebody, you would like go after it until you've proven that you either can do it or you've proven that you like left it all on the field. And if I don't like you, that I'll just leave you confused. A lot of times men in general, not you, but it's like when a woman's like, I don't can't even tell if he likes me. It's like, you're confused because he's probably not that into you because you just proved my point that when a man does like a woman, he'll do anything it takes. I see what you mean. If you really can't figure it out, you probably answered the question that he's not that into you. I guess it kind of depends on what, like how long you've been talking and what the circumstances are. But yeah, for the most part, I think you'll know. What would you prefer? Let me ask a, a kind of a related question. Like sometimes I think ghosting is almost like appropriate if there really hasn't been that much interaction. At what point do you have to have a conversation, like almost like a breakup? What do you expect as a girl? Like if we've texted a few times and maybe went out once and it didn't work out and you start texting me and I don't answer you, are you like, all right, I I get the point. Or are you like, I deserve you to at least tell you to me, hey, I had a nice time, but I just don't think we're a good fit. Because I think sometimes if you have like almost like a breakup conversation too early, it's like, yo, dude, relax. We didn't need to have that conversation, you know? Well, I think if if somebody's not getting the hint, then you have to have it, me personally. But I've also talked about it on a ghosting episode that actually the people who notice the most that they're getting ghosted is people with lower self-esteem because it affects them harder for whatever reason. Because yeah. for me personally, when I have a higher self-esteem and I'm worked on myself, I don't it doesn't even bother you if I feel if I was quote unquote ghosted. It fizzled out and I forgot about the guy. I don't take it personally yeah, because yeah, my yeah. self-esteem has nothing to do whether or not he calls me. But right, if right. you you have a lower self-esteem, you do take it as ghosting because you're like, how dare you not love me after the first date? For those people, that conversation is important for them to have. Like, so You almost have to it. recognize that girl or that guy that I went out with a couple times doesn't have that much else going on in their life, is like, you know, in a little bit of a rut, whatever. So let me have that conversation with them. They, they, no, they it's that. not your responsibility to heal or to work on other people. But if they don't stop reaching out and you find it annoying or whatever, then I guess let them know, hey, I'm just not that interested. But it's, it's a weird conversation to have. Why do you think men ghost? You can either be like an asshole and you're just like kind of selfish about life. But I think a lot of guys come from a good place of like, I don't want to hurt you. It can be maybe hurtful to like lay it on the line and tell someone. Because think I've always said this, when you break up with someone, whether it's a, a divorce, a serious breakup, or just like a, hey, I, we're not, I'm not going to see you again. This is like the meanest thing you can do in a way. This is why this fucks me up. I get fucked up having other people's feelings in my hands because you're saying, I could choose to live my life with you in it or live my life without you in it. And I'm just choosing no you. I mean, that's fucked. That's fucked up, right? It's just like, nope, my life, I only have one life to live. And so I'm telling you, (laughs) I want you to be out of mine. Oh, that's so mean. Well, don't say that. But that's what it is. I know, but that to me, that's what every conversation is. Like, sometimes I really do mean it that it's not you, it's me. Sometimes I really do mean it's not the right time. Like, those cliches can be true. But ultimately, they're saying, whatever the circumstances are in my life, you being in it, not a good idea. And that is fucked up. And So when you say, like, it's not your responsibility to work on other people or to heal them, I understand that. But I do very poorly with that. Like, even we talk for like a minute, I feel like obligated to, I think it's a nice thing, but then I also get myself caught up where it's like, now maybe I've led you on, or now maybe I'm caught up in a worse situation because I was kind of being too nice when I should have just been honest, you know? You know what would cheer those girls up that you're ghosting? If you just Venmo them some money. (laughs) I feel like they'll forgive you in the heartbeat. Like, oh, I'm so sorry for ghosting you. Here's a hundred dollars. Please. 
I have an idea. My my thought, it's not money. Maybe I have to money. Maybe I have to give up money. My it's thought the money is, for me. Listen, here's my idea, and I'll just I'll do it with money with you, Jesus. Okay, whenever you start a relationship, you agree to one thing. You pick an emoji. So for me, it's like a pineapple. I always say pineapple. If at any point that person sends a pineapple, it's over. No questions asked. You don't get to ask why. You don't get to know. You don't have an explanation. It's just like we both agree. Because sometimes I know this will crush you and I know it's upsetting. But like, this is me breaking up with you. It's the pineapple. And you just have to honor the pineapple. Okay, so here's a scenario. Imagine this. I'm walking down the aisle. I'm like, where's Kevin? Pineapple. Your best man is like, V, check your phone. I'm like, right now? He's like, check your phone. I look at my phone. Pineapple. Yes. Yes. And in that moment, because we had this conversation five years ago, when we first started dating, this conversation is, if at any moment you feel so overwhelmed by the notion of like, I don't want to be involved in this anymore, but I also don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to be in a relationship with someone like that. I don't want to know that you don't really want to be with me, but you're trapped. Yeah. And if you agree to it, it doesn't matter if you're on the altar or if yeah. it's the next day, you get the pineapple. Or in this case, if I Venmo you 500 bucks, if I could Venmo I like, girls 500 I like the bucks, money. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding you. If that was a rule that I could pay $500 and break up with girls with no conversation, I would do it every single time. You went from feeling bad to be like, fine, just take my money. I don't care. <laughs> pineapple. Yes. Like, pineapple with, with 500 bucks. And, and it's like, that just means I'm so sorry. You know, nothing personal, but it's just not going to work. Don't ask me why. Don't make me explain how much I don't want you in my life. All that shit. Pineapple and five hundo. Here you go. Yeah. I'm giving birth again. Where's Kevin? Sends me a pineapple again. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Come on. We agree. <laughs> So if you want to teach your ex a lesson and sell all of the stuff online, then I got the place for you. It is called ShipStation. You can actually sell anything you want, not just out of hate. You can also sell out of love. (laughs) So no matter how much you want to sell, no matter how much you sell as well, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all of your orders from all of your sales channels faster, cheaper, more efficiently. You get to import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, and automate just about any shipping task. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, outside your ex's house, ShipStation funnels all of your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. You'll even get access to amazing discounts with major carriers, including UPS, FedEx, and USPS. Easily compare carriers and choose the best solution every time. It's no wonder the ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. So just use my offer code, Violet, to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle, stress-free shipping. So just go to ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in Violet. That's shipstation.com. Enter offer code Violet. Make ship happen and get back at your ex, girl. What are some signs that show that a man is interested in a woman? I'm a big texter. Like, I talk a lot. And this also gets me into trouble, too. Where, like, in the beginning when I'm interested, I'll text you all fucking day. Night and morning. If you're not into it, I won't. But if you're <laughs> responding, like, we'll talk a lot. You know what I mean? Again, I don't play the games of, like, I'm not going to text just because I'm not supposed to text. If something happens that's funny, it makes me think of you, whatever, I'll text you, I'll talk. But then I do kind of get myself in trouble where it's like, well, now you've established that we talk a lot. And if you stop that line of behavior, now that's like a red flag. It's a whole thing. I'm working on it. If I'm interested, I'll show you I'm interested pretty quick. I want to hang out. I want to talk. Like, I'll be pretty forward about that. I think the first time a guy is like giving up time with work, friends, or other girls. What are some lies that all men tell women? What do you think are some lies? You tell me some things and I'll try to confirm or deny. I'm not going to change my mind about this after we fuck. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Huge one. I've never said that because I'm so dumb that I don't think it's going to happen. And then I do it. And I'm like, yep, it happened again. Whether it's spoken or unspoken, knowing that whatever you've talked about, decided on, or think can definitely change after you fuck. You're so tight. You're the tightest I've ever been. Tight? No. Okay. Let me tell you what, what goes on with tight. Tight is like not real, but I feel like it's also a nice compliment. Yeah. So like I'm saying it to you. I don't think I've like fucked girls who like their actual vagina is tighter. I don't know if their legs are closer together or they're smaller or just like something about it is is different, yeah. but it's not like the literal width. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always think that's so funny. The idea that if you have sex 
with more dicks, your vagina's wider. Well, like, how come come our dicks aren't thinner from all the vaginas we fuck? That would be the same logic. If you were like, oh my God, your dick is so skinny because you fucked so many girls. It's so fucking dumb. I think some guys are also prone to say you are like the best head I've ever gotten. Like you're the best in bed. Wait, guys lie about the best head? Yeah. This is why like girls should watch porn and stuff too. Because you know what good head is. If it wasn't like loud, messy, and crazy, it's probably not the best head he's ever gotten. Are you into a girl choking on your dick and almost throwing up? Yeah. Ew, that's not for me. But See, it is- then you probably haven't given someone the best head they've ever gotten. Are you into a girl then accidentally almost throwing up on it and then swallowing it back and then continuing I mean, to no, give you head? We don't need to get to the point that we're actually vomiting. Some guys are into that. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, listen, if it happened, I wouldn't be like, get out of my bedroom. But we don't need to go that far. But I think porn has broken a lot of brains or at least just like showed us where the bar can be raised to. So it's fine. You just get bad head, Violet. It's no big deal. <laughs> no, porn has clearly ruined sex for everyone. Let's be honest. I, I don't think it's ruined it. I think it's shown you how much fun it can be. <laughs> no, I give great head, actually. Mm, so doesn't sound like it. Ask every single athlete. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> ask any athlete in LA. I'm kidding. I've only been with like two. So what is something the women can do that can accidentally make a man feel emasculated? I don't think you should worry about this at all. I really don't. I think if you're worrying about this, that guy is like not worth it. If you think that you can do something that makes a guy be like, oh my God, I'm like so embarrassed because you emasculated me. Like, I don't think that guy has enough confidence for you. Well, I think one thing that I've learned is that sometimes I can be really harsh with my words. Well, that's not emasculating. That's just you being an asshole. I say things in private though. One thing that can be masculine for men, the women and men should work on in general with each other is to not put each other down in front of other people. So yeah, like, I think okay, that's very okay, manipulating for a man if a woman's dude. like, well, you have a small dick and yeah, you can't make yeah. me come. I'm out. I know exactly what you're talking about. I get so uncomfortable when couples are mean to each other in front of people. It's like, whoa, whoa, why would you say that? But a guy can do that to a girl. A girl can do that to a guy. I think that's more just like you're being a rude asshole. I think that's a huge one, not airing out your business and not like fighting or calling people out in front of other people. Oh, 100%. I think that should be like one of the number one rules when you're dating somebody. Keep it between you guys. Not everyone needs to know everything bad that's happening in your relationship. I very much agree with that. Do you believe in the whole like thing of right person, wrong time? Or is it all bullshit? Was it just like the wrong person this whole time? No, I definitely believe in that. You do? I don't. I feel like you can meet someone and work's not right. You're in a relationship. You're too old for them. Like right now, I I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't really want to have more kids. So if I meet someone, absolutely fall in love with her. And she's like, I want to have kids. I don't think I want to go down that road again. Then what? Right. So isn't that just you guys were not the right person for each other? If I didn't have my my own kids first or I met her like five years ago, whatever, I was on the same person. It would have worked. I would have had kids with you. It's too late. Yeah, you can say that I'm a different person now because of the time. But I think I would have like we could have met and at a different time had the same exact experience, except I would have you know gone down that road with you. So I guess it's kind of semantics. I right, I agree. Are men really emotionally unavailable or is it just some bullshit that they say in order to not commit? It's probably bullshit. Like again, for me right now, like going through a divorce, single dad, crazy job, like it's probably not a good idea for me to get too involved in something, but also- but if you met the right girl, you wouldn't stop yourself. Right. I'm, a, I'm like a romantic. I'm not even actively stopping myself. I probably should be saying that I'm emotionally unavailable. I think it can be true, but I think that a lot of guys are probably using it as a crutch. Do you have advice for a girl to get out of the friend zone? Girls get in friend zones? Yeah. I mean, my advice would be like, have you gone up to him and been like, I want to fuck you? Because <laughs> that would probably work. Suck his dick and you'll think- yeah interested in him unless he's one of my guy friends that i slept with a long time ago he still won't know (laughs) i mean i'm kind of joking but kind of not i do think the benefit of it going the other direction the friend zone is that you could be pretty blunt you could probably be pretty upfront and like just send like a sext i don't know get like pretty pretty flirtatious and it'll be like let's go yeah let the guy know that you're interested Make the first move if you're trying to get out of the friend zone. You don't have to send him a sex because you don't want to make the whole thing from the beginning about sex. Oh, I think you should send a sex. Okay. What do men look for in a relationship? 
it's unfair because I'm looking for like all of like the exact right amount of freedom that I need and want, but also want like the exact right amount of attention and time with you that I need and want. But like for me, it's not, like I said, like crazy job, single dad have certain nights that I just like am completely unavailable. And then there are few nights that I am available and I'm kind of like, would like to see you right now. Like timing is very important, but I don't think there's like one answer. I guess if you really want to boil it down and try to apply it to everyone, I know guys are more emotional than people like think or let on. I think we are in a very interesting time. I'm trying to find the right way to do this, but I've thought about writing a blog or doing a podcast or writing like a fucking book one day on it. But it's very hard because I don't want to come across as like, you're the average white male who's complaining that things are hard for you. Like I get it. I know things are very good for my kind, but also we are in a point in society where like we're supposed to be very much supportive of women and you're independent now and you are supposed to have your own thing going but then when the time comes we still have to be like an old-fashioned man and you still like expect certain things of us and i think it's kind of hard to juggle both a very understanding girl i think goes a long way right now where it's like honestly i 100 percent agree with you like one thing that makes me wet like this is a guy that talks about his feelings i'm just like oh my god i'm so sorry you're going through that you want to see a titty okay here's my right one just one just one just one maybe get the other one later if you cry a little more then my left one then you get the whole thing so for this point of my podcast recording, my voice is super irritating to you and it's just like ruining your day, then I got the medicine for you. And it's called Headspace. It's basically your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy to use app. It helps you improve your focus and be more mindful in your daily life. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. If you're feeling overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, well, Headspace has a wind-down session their members swear by, including me. I'm one of their members. And even for parents, Headspace even has a morning meditation you can do with your kids. I've talked about Headspace before on this podcast. I recently started to use it when I was struggling with falling asleep because I constantly get anxiety, especially at nighttime. I keep thinking over and over again about my childhood trauma and why my dad didn't hug me until I was, you know, like 25. But ever since I downloaded Headspace, it helped me clear my mind. That is why I swear by this app and I love it and I use it every single night now to fall asleep. And if that's not enough, Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews and over 60 million downloads. You deserve to feel happier and Headspace's meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash too tired. That's headspace.com slash too tired tired for a free one month trial with access to headspace full library of meditations for every situation including my annoying voice this is the best deal offered right now so head to headspace.com slash two tired today i think a girl who's like cool about shit you're struggling with is gonna go a long way i always feel a ton of pressure in bed i'm like if i don't perform if i can't get my dick card if i don't last long i'm freaking out about it if someone's like whatever no big deal i'm like okay cool so i think like there's more pressure on guys that I think we let on or people want to like admit. The whole thing when you're raised with, for a man, it's like, don't cry, don't show emotions, all that stuff. Like men should go to therapy. Men should talk about their feelings. Men mm-hmm. men should cry if they want to cry. If anything, I think women would really appreciate it. Right, but then I've been in a, I've been in a spot where I do all that and then we're in a fight, we're doing, you know, something's going on and I hear like, man up. You need to man up. And I'm like, well, fucking which one is it? I was vulnerable and told you all this shit and you don't like what I said. And now I have to be a man and just deal with it. How often do you cry? I got a lot of shit on my plate. So I probably, I probably cry more often than uh, normal guys. A couple times a month. That's not even that much. I had a breakdown yesterday. Doing all this shit is like my therapy. Like it's my escape. I can be like so upset. And then I turn the mic on and I compartmentalize and I'm cracking jokes and I'm good to go which I think is wildly unhealthy, but it's also just like a necessity for me, so. Yeah, I'm like that too. And then like a month later, suddenly all my emotions come out and I'm like, why am I crying? What's happening? Are you part Irish? That's what we do. Yeah, I'm Russian. So that's how I was raised. I feel like I'm very similar to men in the emotion department, but like Mm -hmm. I've been like working on myself throughout the years to show my emotions more. It's so Mm -hmm. important. What is it like dating as a father? Super weird, super strange. Still trying to figure it out because one minute I'm like, dad mode like playing with kids and like the next minute like playing with 
yeah, I want to fuck. You know what I mean? Like it's a very strange dynamic to be like tonight, this will be a single like bachelor pad. And tomorrow I got like toys and fucking dolls and stuff all over my house. Probably looks strange when it's like, I'm going to like play with this four-year-old right now. But then also like later I want to sex. My whole life has kind of been like leading a double life thing, like having two sides. And that's definitely one of it right now where it's like half single, half family guy. When is it appropriate to tell somebody when you first start talking to them that you have children? When should somebody let them know? That I don't really know because most people I've talked to know that I have kids because I talk about it and they know me through Barstool. Almost anybody I've ever talked to since being single knows. So I've never had to like disclose it. For a woman, if she's going on a date, like when is that appropriate? When should she let the guy know? Is it like in the texting conversations on the first date? Like when do you think a woman should let a guy know that she has kids? Probably pretty, pretty quick, I would think. Like if you tell someone on the first day and they are turned off and don't text you back, then it's like, good, good. You weeded him out. You know what I mean? It's like, you you could say to yourself like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have told him. Or you could say, good. Now I know that you're not worth my time. I don't think you should be like, disclaimer, I have kids. But it's like, if they say, what are you doing tonight? And you're like, I am watching my kids. Like, just tell them. What should you tell somebody first? That you have kids or that you have an STD? I knew you were going to say that. As soon as you said, what should you tell them? I I haven't had to disclose an STD, but I would imagine the kids first because the STD, like we're not even having sex yet. You have to disclose that right before you have sex, right? That's the end time that you can hold on to that one. Whereas not telling someone about a kid, you know, that can affect like your everyday life with somebody. So I think the kid first. Is there anything that you feel like I didn't ask you? No, no, we covered a lot, but I do want to just reiterate guys get a bad rap sometimes when they are just trying to like, we're trying to be emotional. We're trying to make you happy, but we don't want to hurt your feelings while we're trying to be honest. Like juggling all that shit is not easy. And I think sometimes it comes across as like, you're playing games when it's really like, I don't know how to do this. It's not that I'm playing games. It's that I'm dumb, unequipped. Like I have not been taught or raised how to handle all this. So, you know, maybe go easy on the next guy who, who upset you because it might not be coming from a bad place. Got it. What's next for you in life and all that stuff? I got a few more years at Barstool until kind of like got to make a decision whether I like, whether I want to stay with them, whether they want to stay with me. I'd like to be there for forever, basically, but I'll always just be doing some sort of radio, podcast, media, writing, social media type stuff. The Instagram thing has really taken off. So I'll probably be doing videos on there for a while kids and career and, you know, hopefully finding someone who fits into that. One thing actually that I just realized I wanted to ask, has having kids changed your perspective on love? Is it like new love that you never thought you could love like that way? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not like so corny about it where I'm like, I never thought I could love this way. It's like, I love my kids about as much as I thought I was going to love my kids. I think it's strange when people are like, I can't believe how much I love them. I was like, I'm going to love the fuck out of my kids. And I do. I understand, but maybe it's different for than women because you have a bomb with them because you give birth yeah. to them. But my mom told me that like I don't know love until I have a, yeah. a child. Well, and that that's I like do. Love that yeah. she discovered. I believe there's just like variations of love. Like there's different types of it, and you think that you're in love with this guy or this girl, and you might be, but you don't know the love of like this little thing can do anything and I still will love it. Like there's, I'm not going to get mad at her or him. I guess it's more just like, it's given me a new outlook on like forever, you know, like I was married and thought that was gonna be forever and it wasn't, but like, I know with my kids will absolutely be until I'm dead. That's, that's pretty wild. And kids can be assholes too. And you just have to be like, it's a different love. Cause you have to be like, all right, like, I hate yeah. you dad. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I love you. I love you. Right. Right. Definitely. You got to put up with all the bad, but the good is pretty awesome. That's awesome. Wait, what's your Zodiac sign? I feel like I never asked. Pisces. You are? What do you think I am? I don't know. Cause you were just like more outgoing and all that stuff. And you made it seem like you're not that needy and all that. Cause like Pisces men are very needy? silent like they're a lot more, I think, introverted. I'm quiet with like relationships. Like I don't speak up, but oh. I'm very outgoing, like in social life. Pisces men tend to be creative and they're really easy to walk all over in relationships. And that's once they like fall in love with somebody, that's like their forever person too. And they'll just do anything for yep. that person. That's real. Those three things are for sure real. Oh, okay. And then are they needy? You said? I wouldn't say needy, but it's like, well, Pisces men, they do believe in like love and that's my person. So like, it's not needy, but it's like, I'm, you're my other half. Like that's how Pisces men usually view things. I think that that holds true. And I just need to just constantly scratch my head and rub my back. 
That's sweet. Okay, cool. So you have another side to you. Where can people find you? All social at, at KFC Barstool. KFC Radio is the podcast on iTunes as well as Mail Time. And then I'm on every day on the Barstool Sports Instagram. Uh, you can find my videos. Thank you so much for coming on Too Tied to Be Crazy with me on every Thursday. If you guys have any questions for him, you know where to find him. Don't forget to check out his podcast and all of his socials and subscribe to everything. I'm like obsessed with his one minute man like things on his uh, Instagram. Like I think it's hilarious. So definitely check that one out too. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. And I love the kids paintings on the back of your wall. You are a softie. Yeah, big time. Big time. I feel like kids can like draw like a line and parents are going to be like, wow, they're so talented. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I think my kids, I'm like always like, oh, my kids are the smartest, the funniest, the coolest, the best dressed. Always. No doubt. That's sweet. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have an amazing day. You got it. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks guys for listening. Bye.